I didn't think there'd be vampires on campus. We must have been at about 40,000 feet when it happened. <gasps> what was that? You are the Slayer. One girl in all the world. Did anybody say that? Yeah. Guess what? I feel better. Guys, where are we? Hi. Hi. Hi, Pat. How's it going? <laughs> Good. We jumped right in today. I we love it. We did, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm pumped. I got a lot. I got a lot to say. I feel today. like you are just <laughs> chomping at the bit. You're ready to go. I was doing some dancing downstairs Uh-huh. in preparation for this. Yeah. Yep. So did you expend all of your energy or? No, I'm, I, I'm, I'm. You got more. I'm, I got more. I got, okay. you know. Yeah. That's how I dance. Wow. When I can't move my legs because I'm sitting down. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I was watching some Mulan. You know. Which one? The new one or the the cartoon? The original. The we just original. watched that. I... Oh yeah. Yeah. We just watched it like two weekends ago. Oh. Yeah. It's great. It's a classic. It's a classic. But you it's... know what? I like the what? new one more. Really? Mm-hmm. I haven't seen any of the new ones because I'm just, I well, don't know. there's only one new one. It's no, one you know what I mean. Up. The live action one. I haven't seen any of the live actions. Not even Beauty and the Beast. Oh, that's what you mean by ones. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen any of the other live action ones, just the Mulan. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, are and you protesting them? No. Or just having... No, just not seeking them out, really. But we... Yeah. We sought out Mulan just because it was like the one new movie and they wanted to charge $30 to rent it. And we're like, yeah, sign us up <laughs> because it's the closest thing we can get to the movie theater. I mean, it's a lot of money, but if you're not going to the movie theaters, you know, why yeah. not? I mean, you've got a pretty sweet setup in your basement, too. I do. I do. So, so it's I, like being I'd pay 30 bucks to see a movie in your basement. Really? Maybe, Maybe mm. I'll start a business no. deal going here. <laughs> you know <laughs> no. what? For you, 20 <laughs> <laughs> wow thank you you're welcome i'll give you a ten dollar po- discount podcast co-host special <laughs> yeah all right all right pat well let's get down to business to talk about buffy so let's get down to business <laughs> okay let's do it <laughs> um <laughs> so what do you think about um this watching one episode a week is it driving you nuts like do you want to go off and binge these shows oh my god yes i do i do especially like it will probably be difficult to do lost although david i could easily watch two episodes in a weekend like if you know if we planned it out um it would be hard for us to do it during the week because his hours are so crazy yeah during a weekend for sure but i usually like to watch them a little closer to when we record yeah. But especially this episode of Buffy, not not one of my favorites, but the next episode is so good. So I was like, oh, I want so badly to get to oh, this next man. episode. <laughs> so yeah, so maybe we'll have to watch more than more than one a week. I'm, I mean, I can do that. Can you do that? No, I cannot. I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely don't have the time. Yeah. I wish I did. Maybe well, when I get... Uh, when I'm retired. When you're retired? Yeah. <laughs> oh, when's that going to be? <laughs> I don't know. Time will tell. <laughs> uh, well, um, let's see. I have some other notes. Um, okay. 
Our friend and biggest fan, John, wrote mm-hmm. in to correct us that um, in episode two, we said the Jessica Alba show was called Angel, but it's actually Dark Angel. Ah, oh, Dark um, Angel. That's right. Yeah. Oh, I totally I, screwed that up. I think it was only two seasons and then it was canceled. Um, oh, man. I haven't seen it, but I I did look into it. I, I remember like seeing ads for it and yeah, stuff on TV. I remember the um, promos. I never saw the show itself. Yeah. Um, so I was like, you know, I'm kind of curious, like what, you know, what it actually is all about. Yeah. Um, and I found a review on Amazon where someone wrote, for a couple of years at the turn of the millennium, James Cameron channeled his inner Joss Whedon and Dark Angel was the result. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Also, I came across an article that mm-hmm. really steamed me up. Okay. It was on in Vanity Fair and it's called The Secret to Becoming a Buffy Fan skip season one i don't know how i came across this but somehow i did and is that an option for me no it is not an option for you are are you sure how many more episodes we got here we can probably just it's only 12 episodes so we're halfway through yeah right so we can just skip the rest right just move into season two Mm -hmm. No. no no here's the thing about that first of all the author devin maloney describes the first season as an irritating impenetrable fortress of 90s cornball cliche a motormouth self-congratulatory twilight predecessor in hey. dawson's creek clothing that's kind of what i was saying self-congratulatory twilight predecessor mm, i didn't go that far mm, mm-hmm. yeah so here's the thing pat yeah you, you do mad. not compare Buffy to Twilight, okay? No. Vampires that glitter in the fucking sunlight. E. Yeah. yeah. A vampire that all of a sudden has a southern accent in the third movie. Didn't have one before. Now all of a sudden he's got a fucking southern accent. He's which, real southern. Which one is this? Edward? I don't even know. It's not Edward. It's the blonde one. What's his name? I oh, can't who cares? <laughs> also, oh, shit. Jasper, the, that's his name. If they're vampires, though... Maybe he's lived many lifetimes, and he he did a stint in the South, and he just picked up some affectations. That's all. No, yeah, he did grow up in the South. Like that's his backstory. But then oh, just all go. of a sudden, he has a Southern accent. You want to hear and something he kind of funny? Before, and the actor really does have one. Yeah. So he, but but I was but he like, suppressed but it. He can't just not have it in the first two movies, and then all of a sudden have it. It's not like they went back to the South or he was drunk and therefore his Southern accent came out. You want to hear something funny? What? When I grew up in Vermont, I had a bit of a Southern twang to my voice. That doesn't surprise me. How? I was in Vermont. (laughs) No, I know, but I feel like there are... um, like I knew people who lived in Maine for a long time and they had one. I think it's like where maybe like where you are. Maybe. Um, but I've definitely heard of people who live like further up north who have like a southern twang. Yeah. So I guess it's a northern twang. Yeah, it's weird. But some ba- some, somehow some backwoods. I sh- backwoods. Yeah. Along <laughs> the river. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I yeah, no, that doesn't surprise me actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I could go on and on about Twilight and I will, I'll be honest, like I'll fess up. I was into Twilight for a little bit and then I sort of like, like, you know how when people get out of a cult and they're like, oh, wow, what the fuck was that? That's sort of how I felt when I 
stopped liking Twilight. When you left the Twilight cult? Yeah. And you're like, what am I doing with all this glitter on my skin all day? <laughs> well, I actually worked uh, I worked at Borders. I said that earlier. And we. I worked the release of the, um, the last Harry Potter book. Uh, it's Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, which was fucking crazy. It was the probably one of the best nights of retail work I've ever had. And then we also worked the. Um, I know I'm such a nerd. It sounds <laughs> scintillating. It was awesome. <laughs> and then I also worked the last uh, the the night of the last Twilight book release. Did um, you uh, work when um, the last Airbender came out? The movie. Because oh, that sorry. was a big that was a big moment sorry, in cinematic what? history. I, when Avatar: I, sorry, The Last I Airbender. I don't recall. I don't recall there being a Last Airbender movie. Yeah, it was directed by M Night Shyamalan. No, is a really no, good movie. No, it doesn't movie. exist. No, that doesn't exist. That, no, it exists. That never happened. Yeah, that no, it's out on Blu-ray, and it's no. actually really good. Mm. Really, is it in like, your Blu-ray collection. Wow. Oh yeah, I have like four copies. You want one? No, you can just okay. go right ahead and burn all of them. <laughs> Along with your Twilight books that I know you have. <laughs> yes, we definitely have Twilight books and the Blu-rays. <laughs> I mean, like, I'll, I'll pop on those movies every now and then, but I have to See, be... See, you love them. I don't love them. I have to be in the mood to just be, like, dumb entertained. Like, the same mood to watch Mean Girls. You know what I mean? But mean Girls is funny. Mean Girls is fucking great. Mean yeah. Girls... And you know what? I should not compare Mean Girls to Twilight because Mean Girls is a comedy genius. Yeah. Apples and oranges. Definitely. Um, so I take that back. But it's like, you know, silly. Like, I, I want to be like, I got to be in a silly mood. But but as I'm watching it, it just makes me cringe the whole time because the acting is so bad. Ugh. Anyway, let's let's just move on from that. Okay. okay. So the Moving whole Twilight on. thing. But moral of the story is you can't call yourself a fan and skip season one. That's not how fandom works, okay? So, Pat, I don't ever expect you to call yourself a fan. The only reason, like, you're not watching season one to call yourself a Buffy fan. You're watching season one because I'm forcing you to watch season one. This is 100% correct. (laughs) So that's okay. (laughs) But I just feel like, I just feel like that's saying, you know, it's like saying that you're someone's friend, but you're never around in the hard times or becoming a Red Sox fan after they won the 2004 World Series. That's not a fan. You can't just jump in and be like, oh, yeah, I love Buffy. You got to like you got to get at the backstory Mm. of Buffy. You wouldn't know why she's there, that she burned down her gym because it was full of vampire asbestos. (laughs) It's the worst. (laughs) You wouldn't know Principal Flutie. (laughs) Right. Um, Who, you would big know things that Giles happen. arrived around the same time Buffy arrived. Like big you things know happen. The master, come on. To Principal Flutie in this episode. Yes. Um, and as Dave said when I told him about this article, because of course I was so steamed up, I had to talk to him about it. And I'm he sure he like, loved that. He's like, okay. <laughs> no, he was like, what? He was so fancy. Yeah, he, he acted outraged for you. <laughs> maybe, maybe he was acting. I think he was legitimately outraged on my behalf. Wow, he's um, such a good husband. He's a wonderful husband. <laughs> but he was like, "How would you know who Giles is or what a willow is?" And I was like, "Exactly." So, <laughs> he's anyway. like, "This will shut her up for a little while." <laughs> no, if anything, it would keep me going. <laughs> oh, that's true. We can't keep winding you up. 
Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's let's just. Ugh, I can't. I yeah. just can't with that one. I think you um, fell for a clickbait. I think I definitely fell for clickbait, yeah. and I got real. I feel like in. you always fall for clickbait. <laughs> no, I don't. Sometimes I engage trolls, but I always yeah. know that I'm engaging trolls. You're the demographic for clickbait I don't and not trolls. No, like I know exactly what I'm doing. Okay. All right. Do you have anything else on your list? I'm going to start rushing you. <laughs> no, we're let's jump right into Buffy. Okay, let's get into Buffy. <laughs> All right, so we are on Buffy the Vampire Slayer Season 1, Episode 6, The Pack, which yeah. originally aired um, April 7th, 1997. It was written by Matt Kine, Keen, K-I-E-N-E, and Joe Rankemeyer, directed by Bruce Seth Green, no relation to my teen heartthrob, Seth Green. <laughs> so funny that he is your teen heartthrob. <laughs> yeah i had some weird ones um and he directed eight episodes between seasons one and two something that's funny um so seth green was one of my teen heartthrobs and so was lance bass of in sync fame and they were both in the live virtual um rocky horror picture show last weekend that must have been so exciting for you it was so exciting for me (laughs) um all right so uh let's just talk about your predictions you okay this is getting to be a very long list that i'm keeping of all of your predictions yeah i don't think you have to keep going back to all of my predictions just last week well yeah but you have some that are longer term ones oh well you don't need you can touch on a few of them i don't think you need to go back to all of them because i have a lot well you basically said that she's, you know, Buffy's probably going to face the master in the season finale after he builds up some reinforcements. Yeah, um, that's definitely going to happen. You did say at one point that you think he's going to have a love affair with Amy's mom and make a vampire witch baby. Yeah, I've abandoned that theory, though. You've abandoned that's... that. All right, yeah, cool. I don't I'm going to just gonna go happen. ahead and get rid of that. You said that the eggs from... Eggs? Eggs. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to do this every time. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, from the you know, praying mantis episode, we're going to come back in one to two seasons, just like Amy's mom, who's stuck on the cheerleading trophy. Uh-huh. Xander will keep getting friend zoned by Buffy and it'll maybe be like three seasons before they accidentally kiss or something awkward happens. And, and yeah, that's definitely going to happen. Kiss. That's going to happen. Police will disappear. We won't see them again for another couple episodes. The real mm-hmm. Mrs. French, the old lady will come back at some point, but there will be a dark twist with her. Okay. And last episode, these are the ones you made last episode, uh, the anointed kid, as you called him, will Mm -hmm. come back, but not for two to three episodes. The next episode, meaning this one, would be Monster of the Week, which you were right about. I was. Um, We're never going to see Owen again. He's just a boy lost in the ether. And And so far, I'm correct. (laughs) You said, we got to see some more boys. (laughs) What? We got, you were like, we got we to gotta see some, we got to go through some more oh, boys. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're definitely going to go through some more boys. Yeah. Because that's, that's like the name of the game for CW shows. It's like, how many boys can we get this girls <laughs> to like fight over? So do you think it's going to be more boys for Buffy? Like, is that what you were referencing? Or oh, just def- like- Definitely just for Buffy. All for all of them. Cordelia and Buffy is always going to be going for the same boy. That's going to be mm. a recurring thing. But we're not okay. into predictions yet. I got to save these gems for the later predictions. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then down the road in another two to three seasons, there's going to be an episode dedicated to a new teacher coming to Sunnydale High. Yeah. She's English like Giles and gorgeous like Giles, you also (laughs) said. (laughs) And he's going to fall in love with her and it's going to be revealed that she is somehow a bad egg slash vampire (laughs) slash something. Yeah. Yep. That's definitely going to happen. So... Those are the all of your myriad Actually, predictions. Now that I'm thinking about that last prediction, uh-huh. that's almost exactly what the Miss French episode was. Because didn't mm-hmm. she have a weird accent? It was sort of hard to place it. It was like Australian or something. And yeah. he thought she was very attractive. They didn't have a yeah. relationship of any kind, but he did think that she was pretty attractive. And then she ended up being a praying mantis. Mm. Yeah. So do you still think that's your prediction or do you want to abandon that prediction no i'm going to stick by it right now okay <laughs> that being said that I stick being by said, it. okay so the pack we start pack. out at the sunnydale zoo mm-hmm. which i find funny that high schoolers are taking trips to zoos yeah but i also I know, feel like a little juvenile to me <laughs> yeah i also feel like sometimes in high school we did juvenile trips like it was just whatever was accessible for us we're like oh this is open and it's only 10 bucks per head and let's just get out of school for a day and we'll act like we're learning something which most of the time you didn't really take anything away from your field trips it was just like a reason to get out of the classroom and that's pretty much what xander says yeah at the beginning um yeah i i was trying to i don't remember going on field trips in high school so much I remember seeing Wicked with my English teacher. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And he was my junior year English teacher and I was actually a senior. But he he took me like so he was taking his like junior year classes. But he mm-hmm. took me too because um, I was I like even then was pagan. Um, and he always called me Mrs. Thoreau because we talked about, we had like a whole section in his class on Emerson and Thoreau and, and their, um, their writings on like connection to nature and spirituality with nature and that kind of thing. And so, I don't know, I had like a, I don't know, whatever, a nice write up about that. And so ever since then he called me Mrs. Thoreau and knew I was witchy. And so when I, when he was going to see Wicked, he brought me too. He was awesome. Mr. Bartlewski. Sounds awesome great teacher (laughs) he had nicknames for everybody um yeah so some jerkwads start to tease buffy Mm -hmm. at the zoo and one guy says careful she might beat you up and she just kind of walks away sadly and i'm like i would be like uh yeah dickhead i might beat you up like what the fuck are you gonna do about it (laughs) but i guess she's got to try to fit in i don't know yeah but i feel like that's a moment where it would have been okay to be like, um, yeah, and you you would have fought back a little bit more, a little bit, a little but bit. But that's you. That's, that's definitely me. your. <laughs> that's yeah. your demeanor. <laughs> that is my demeanor, even though I can't really fight. Fun fact: Kyle, who's kind of like the leader of the pack, uh-huh. mm-hmm. um, until Xander shows up as the leader, he well, sort of becomes the we, alpha. We haven't gotten there yet. Oh, okay. Um, so he's the one that's in yellow. Mm-hmm. He's played by, I think you pronounce his name, Aeon Bailey, who was in Band of Brothers Fight Club, uh, and he played August W. Booth slash Pinocchio in Once Upon a Time. Have you seen Once Upon a Time? Uh, The show? Yeah. No. 
those shows they don't grab me when i see them i'm just like ah what so what's going on because they did like a sleepy hollow thing too and i think there was like oh, I li- what, really yeah there was like a oh, sleepy hollow Denver show movie. yeah the, i love the movie as well and the show would be cool like if it was like taken seriously mm-hmm. but i feel like they just you know they they like they teen it up they like make it like too yeah soft's not the right word it's gotta be hbo or nothing yeah it's like you know if you're dealing with that subject matter like come on let's go hard in the paint let's well especially because well sleepy hollow for sure but like i i really like fairy tale lore and all that stuff so i'm into that but like original fairy tales were fucked up like Grimm's fairy tales were not pretty yeah so so stay true to the neither subject were Hans matter Kristen anderson's like they're messed up mm. so yeah i say stay true to those um that being said i did like once upon a time for a couple of seasons okay um then i just lost interest anyway um yeah so there are, there's some bullying happening did you have clicks or bullies in your school pat when you're in high I'm school. sure there were, but I feel like at least in the years that I was in high school, I think in middle school that happened much more because I moved from middle school to high school to a smaller high school. And oh, that okay. high school, because Ooh, it was like weird. just a small town. Well, because we moved towns. Oh, you moved towns. Okay. Yeah, we moved towns. So we we got into this smaller town high school. And I think I think there, there was definitely clicks, but there were more just like group like groups of friends, you know, mm-hmm. and less like about the jocks versus the geeks or the nerds or something like sh- yeah. there were some of that, I'm sure, but I didn't really notice like any girls. bullying. No, and I, I didn't I didn't think it was like very mean. Like everybody's pretty supportive. Yeah. I feel like, <laughs> but maybe I just had blinders on and didn't realize. Who knows? Yeah. Um I mean like obviously you have friend groups and stuff, but for us it was more like I guess the clicks where, like, you had the football players and sort of the cheerleaders. But, like, in my school, there was cheerleaders. And then there was, like, the elite cheerleaders, the K-Nets, because our mascot was a hurricane. Oh. So, like, the more elite cheerleaders were the K-Nets. And you were not elite as a cheerleader. Oh, no. No, I wasn't a cheerleader in high school. I was a cheerleader in middle school. Oh, okay. And for, like, two years, I think. And then I gave up. I think Not because we had to start wearing shorts instead of skirts. And I was like, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird, what a weird thing to quit for. What? Shorts? Uh-uh. <laughs> no, I, I have no idea why I quit cheerleading. Probably because I was just like, this is not, this is not for me. <laughs> yeah. I am not a cheerleader. Like we had bullies, I guess, kind of. There was a lot of fighting happening in my school. Yeah. Um, I I never saw like anywhere really these classic bullying scenes that we see in this show and yeah. a lot of movies in the 90s and 80s like the guys who like sort of walk around in packs like this mm-hmm. and they're you know giving guys wedgies and flipping their hats off and knocking their trays out of their hands like i really didn't see any of that <laughs> like yeah, i feel like I mean, it was uncool at we, least in the 2000s i feel like we my so my school there were so many people in it and there's like you know a couple of hallways that kind of everyone had to get through so i feel like i was just struggling to get to class like in between classes was just trying to like get from one class to another i didn't have time for any shenanigans right 
Oh, I do remember one one instance of this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just said talking about hallways reminded me of this. But there's one kid who used to have like a rolling backpack. Mm-hmm. And he was like the only kid with a rolling oh, backpack. And he would just sort of roll it through, which is the smart thing to do in hindsight, like scoliosis, you know? Yeah, definitely. Like how many kids' backs are, or adults' backs are messed this up? This guy's standing of the, straight. Right? Yeah, you know he's like the best postured adult walking around right now because he had the wheelie backpack. Yeah. But anyways, he would wheel his backpack through the hallway, and I remember it just getting kicked. Like, you know, oh. every 30 feet or something, somebody would kick it. And I think it was just because it was, it was just a physical thing to do, you know? Yeah, and it's just like, I feel like anytime you stand out that much, yeah, that's that's enough like we i had this girl in my school (laughs) that's enough well yeah i mean just not saying that's good obviously but you're saying like that's enough to that's enough to to do it yeah exactly for people to jump in and not like that's enough we'll kick it (laughs) i would not have kicked it i would have stood up for that kid (laughs) okay all right, let's get back to the All zoo. All right, so the bullies bullies f off, and Buffy meets up with Willow and Xander. Mm-hmm. Um, then they go. The bullies go and tease a nerdy looking guy, Lance. Lance, yeah, Lance Bass. Um, no, just Lance. All these connections. Uh, <laughs> but then Principal Flutie comes to kind of break things up and is like, you know, what's going on here? And Lance defends them. So mm-hmm. then they kind of welcome him into the group. Yeah, and then they're like, they immediately go and break into the hyena enclosure. Yep. Um, which we learn is off limits because the hyenas just got in from Africa and the zookeeper's like, yeah, I don't know. They're like in quarantine. I'm kind of freaked out by them. Yeah. Buffy, Willow, and Xander see the pack, or I shouldn't say that. Mm, strike that. Reverse it. Okay. Um, Buffy, Willow, and Xander see the kind of, you know, the jerk kids go the in. The group of bullies. The group of bullies go in. <laughs> and Lance. <laughs> and um, with Lance. And they kind of like move to follow them and then xander goes in but before buffy and willow can join them they're stopped by an intense zookeeper guy Mm -hmm. who tells them that they'd be in a world of trouble because the hyenas are dangerous yeah according to tribal legend we learn they can learn human speech and call out a person's name when it's dark to isolate and devour them yeah and the zookeeper guy was pretty aggressive when he first Showed up. He like, was like, what are you gonna, what are you doing? You, you scoundrels. Yeah. And I was like, hey, you know what? You're a zookeeper, huh? Yeah, but you know what's crazy? Dave what? and I went to the zoo. So we did our um, engagement photos at the zoo because our first official date was at the same zoo. Dave brought me to see the red panda there. Mm-hmm. And then there was two red pandas and we got to feed one during our engagement shoot. You know the story. It's very exciting. But the first time we were at the zoo, um, on like our first date, yeah. this woman came up with a an anteater skull mm-hmm. and was like very intense about anteaters yeah. and how like they're basically their nostrils are very long or they're like mouths and a like snout. The, yeah, the tongue goes like all the way and she was very, very into what she had to say to us and Dave and I were super creeped out. So it's a so, type. It's a type that it's they a hire type, at the zoo. I think. Yeah. <laughs> the, so, what, like, probably previously when I watched this, I was kind of like, this guy's a little bit off. But yeah. then meeting that zookeeper woman, I was like, oh, okay, maybe this is maybe this is how <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, you're like, this know. is actually pretty true to life. <laughs> I've met this anteater lady. 
but the guy that was with us when we um when we fed the red panda was super nice not yeah. not weird so red panda people are different than anteater people for sure well i mean red pandas are just the best right so um see i always mix anteaters up with armadillos i know they're not um, the same they're definitely not the same i know <laughs> But I still mix them up. They look I mean, somewhat they, the same. Sure. They got a little, little pointy triangle face. Yeah. You know. Yeah, definitely. Samesies. Twinsies. Um, maybe we'll go to the zoo and we can ask the anteater lady how the difference is. Yeah. She'll Someday. bring out a, an armadillo skull. <laughs> yes, that would be <laughs> great bonus content for the Instagram. <laughs> um, so, so inside the hyena exhibit, Xander tries to break up a fight with the bullies and Lance. Right, they're going to throw Lance into the hyenas. Yeah, into the hyena like pen, which right, they're also hungry. it doesn't look like there there's a whole lot of protection standing in between the the like visitors and the hyenas. No, it's like a it's like a open top cage. Yeah, I mean unless yeah. there's some kind of, you know, net. What's what's that thing that, like an invisible fence Sneeze you know, guard? Like dogs like dogs oh. have? <laughs> Steve's guard. <laughs> I don't know. I don't no, know where you're COVID. going. <laughs> Just in Plexi case the glass. hyenas sneeze. Yeah. <laughs> or does it protect the hyenas from people sneezes? Yeah. Hmm. I, yeah. It's I, things we need to ponder. For sure. So the hyenas growl, and then all attention turns to the hyenas. Um, mm-hmm. The bullies had like kind of pushed Lance towards the door, so he's further away. Yep. Um, the hyena's eyes light up and then so do the eyes of the students, except Lance, who's again, like kind of back towards the entrance. Right. Um, they all turn to look at, at Lance who fell down. And as they do, Xander turns and his eyes glow too. He gets eye shined as well. Blink, 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 blink. And then yeah. they're all laughing like hyenas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good one. Pat. Pretty intense. And then. It was pretty intense. Then we go to the title sequence. Yeah. And then we're back at the bronze, yes. which I'm assuming is later that night, because mm-hmm. um, Buffy and Willow are kind of talking about like boys. Well, they're like, you know, did Xander was Xander like weird to you on the way home from the zoo? Buffy's like, I don't know, I don't notice him, but you do because you watch every move he makes, right? And so she's like, yeah, you you know, you've got it bad for Xander. And then Willow teases Buffy about how she has it bad for Angel. And Buffy's like, all right, he's a honey. Right, which <laughs> they've already had this conversation in episode one, right? Girls talk about boys a lot, okay? But it was like almost beat for beat, the same exact dialogue. Whereas like, you have it for him. And she's like, no, I don't. And then she's like, yes, you do. And then she's like, all right, fine. He's He's kind of cute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But the part that I like in this scene was when Willow says, he makes my head go tingly. (laughs) You're always looking for those Willow lines. (laughs) I like the Willow gems. They're good. Um, Yeah, so then Xander walks in and rudely consumes Buffy's food, which I think is unforgivable. Oh, I thought it was hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he's like goes for her. She's like, that's my, it was my buttery croissant. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He hungry though. He's just like, mm. <laughs> he yeah. just starts eating it. Yeah, it's good. I thought it was a sandwich, but it's a croissant. Croissant. Well, she yeah. says that because yeah, he was totally like, what it. is this? And she was like, well, it was my buttery croissant. <laughs> 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 um, and then 
he smells Buffy and it's like, yeah. you took a bath and she's like, uh, I'm known yeah. for it. <laughs> what does that mean? I'm known for it. I don't know. You know, for being clean as opposed to being stinky Buffy. Okay. You know, she's fighting a lot. She's got to, got to make sure she washes up. Yeah. But who knows somebody for taking many baths? <laughs> I take a lot of baths. Who's that girl Buffy? Oh, you know, the one who takes baths all the time. Oh, oh right. Girl. I totally forgot. And got kicked out of her school. <laughs> right. For burning it down. What a storied past. <laughs> yeah. She's, she's got a lot going for her. Um, so then the bullies from the zoo walk in mm-hmm. and Buffy says, oh, great. It's the winged monkeys which is a reference to the Wizard of Oz. Right. <laughs> uh, they lock eyes with Xander, then walk over to an ins- to insult a uh, you know, slightly heavyweight kid yep. and, and take his table. Mm-hmm. And Xander kind of laughs and is like, what? He's fat. And yeah. Buffy and Willow are like, not cool, What's up bro. with him? Yeah. Yeah. So then we cut to Buffy sparring with Giles in the library. And then Buffy, you know, Giles is kind of like, okay, you know, we're good. <laughs> She's like, I could go some more. And he's like, no, my it's arms fine. are numb. You should go to class. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so she heads out to class and catches Herbert, who's a little baby pig. Yeah. Um, no, he's around. not. He's a fierce Razorback. Yes. Flutie announces he's the new Sunnydale Razorbacks mascot. Yeah. And then we cut to Willow trying to help Xander with math. He's being a jerk to her. I do yeah. not like this Xander. I know. Nobody, nobody puts Willow in a corner. I know. It is kind of heartbreaking to see Willow get hurt by anybody, yeah. especially Xander. She's when Xander so hurts her, it's even worse. Yeah. So he's just being a real jerk to her. And then he throws the book into the trash and <laughs> he's like, I don't know why I need this anyway. And Willow's like, we've went, we've gone over this, you know, like you fail math, you flunk out of school, you end up being the guy at the pizza place that sweeps the floor and says, hey kids, where are the cool parties this weekend? It's <laughs> <laughs> so true though. There's, I've run into those people so many times. <laughs> like, where you're just, I remember being a teenager and just being with a group of friends and there'd be like an older guy, like in his thirties, like past his prime of, of hanging out with, you know, the cool kids. That would be my dad. <laughs> just be like, hey, what's up? You know, you guys, you kids partying? Like, what's going on here? Wait, 30 years old past his prime? <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like past, like past the party prime. Uh, listen, I think I could still party. Okay, you still with... party, but this old man no party no more. <laughs> <laughs> Kids will do that to you. Yeah. So. <laughs> so then we cut to, cut back to Buffy carrying Herbert with Flutie. <laughs> for some reason, laughing? when you said Herbert, I pictured the Lance guy. Like somebody was carrying Lance. For some reason, I was like, what? No, they're not. Poor Herbert Lancey. does not sound like a pig to me. <laughs> no, it is kind of a weird, weird name. Yeah. Um, Wilbur, you know, that makes sense. Wilbur, right. He was the, wasn't he the pig in Charlotte's Web? Yes. Yeah. Xander, so then Xander comes in and walks by and Herbert just goes nuts, starts squealing. Right. And um, then we cut to gym class and it's dodgeball time. (laughs) Buffy is killing it, of course. This scene is so lame, I gotta say. The music (laughs) is so corny. And the sound effects suck, and it goes on for so long. It does. Like, where I, I was agree. like, "Are you just trying to fill airtime? <laughs> like, do well, we really need this long a dodgeball scene? Really?" Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think we needed that long of a scene, but basically, I think what they were trying to do is set up, um, kind of like what the uh, what the zookeeper said earlier, is that 
um, you know, the hyenas will prey on the weak and right. sort of like separate them from people. So, yeah. you know, it's Buffy. Buffy is on the same team as Willow. You know, they're doing pretty good. But then Xander um, catches Willow pretty hard, it looks like, and she gets out. And then Buffy's the last one um, yeah. on her side against all of the, you know, the the jerks from the zoo and Xander. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, Lance is on their side. And instead of all of them throwing their balls at Buffy... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> couldn't get through that sentence about that. No, you sure couldn't. <laughs> they turn around and throw them all at Lance. Well, they don't just throw it at him. They, they like spike pelt it. it. Yeah, yeah, they spike it into Lance. And then yeah. I love the gym teacher's reaction. Yeah, well, so Buffy goes and helps Lance out, and then yeah, the what does the gym teacher say? <laughs> he says, "God, this game is brutal. I love it." <laughs> 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 I had a feeling you would have written that down. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's just like so weird. <laughs> it is weird. And then Willow confronts Xander about, you know, him just generally being an ass after this happens. Yeah. Um, and they're in the they're in the hallways and Xander is like, um, I've um decided to drop geometry. So mm-hmm. I won't be needing your math help anymore, which means I won't have to look at your pasty face again. Yep. And then they mm-hmm. all cackle away like a bunch of hyenas. Mm-hmm. And Willow yeah. is sad and just kind of turns and walks away. Buffy, who was overhearing all of this at her locker, slams her locker shut and goes up to Xander and is like, you going to say something to me? Right. And he just turns and laughs. Right. And um, walks away with the hyenas, who we follow out to the quad Mm-hmm. Um, where they steal some hot dogs from unsuspecting, you know. Well, they go up to somebody who teens. supposedly is like Xander's Xander. friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or at least he knows him. And then they take his hot dog and just start <laughs> eating it. And then they walk over the table. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and then they spit it out and they're like, too well done. Yeah. And then, yeah, they walk over the table like on the... This, they're such dicks. Yeah, I don't <laughs> I think like, you can... I don't think you can too well done a hot dog either. Like, I feel Uh, like even if you burn it to a crisp, it's still just a hot dog. Those things are unkillable. Like, you can't overdo it like you can hamburger or steak. So what's funny is uh, I was watching this episode. I finished it today, but, like, I watched maybe half of it yesterday. And then at night went out to walk Appa. And for some reason, it smelled like hot dogs outside. And I was like, what's happening? <laughs> I think you just had hot dogs on the brain. Maybe. Or... I have not eaten a hot dog in a long time. But <laughs> it was, I don't know. I mean, it was kind of a warm day, especially for November. Maybe somebody had been grilling hot dogs earlier. It's not not out of the realm of possibility. That's yeah. for sure. Um, so then they go back into the school, The the, you know, bullies and xander the pack Mm -hmm. and they head into where herbert is in a cage and they're Mm kind of like crowding around him and he starts squealing then we cut to some real sweet 90s grunge music your favorite and another (laughs) slow-mo oh but this is real slow-mo this is the slow-mo that deserves to be slow-mo and not the slow-mo from episode (laughs) one which is like done after the fact this is true real premeditated slow-mo and it was done well and i'll tell you what 
is a great part of the episode. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. The brooding Xander walking around all emoed out. Oh, just so emo. Looking nineties so grunge. Sizing everything up. And then and like everybody else is like turning to look at them like, oh wow, who are these right. powerful? They're noticing people? them. Just the um raw what's the word I'm looking for? Confidence. Animalistic. Oh. Animalistic confidence that they yeah. had roaming around outside the school very cool yeah. very cool very cool so xander kind of looks up to see buffy and willow sitting kind of like above them like on like a second floor of mm-hmm. the school it looks like um on this ledge because of course you know like all their hallways are outside as you pointed out mm-hmm. um so he can he kind of can look up and see them sitting up there um and then we cut to buffy and willow right there and they're sort of like discussing what's going on with Xander and you know Willow's like you know or maybe there's something wrong with me which just broke my heart again so I'm like no Willow you're perfect <laughs> yeah and Buffy is like no there's nothing wrong with you da 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 you know and then um Willow was like well you know he's not picking on you he's just sniffing you a lot <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's um, true there's basically this little hint of you know, things were kind of okay with Willow and Xander before Buffy came around and maybe three's a crowd. And um, But Willow doesn't like get really accusatory to Buffy. She's just sort of like voicing her fear a little bit. Um, and Buffy's yeah, well, like, I think it's, it, I think it's just like a classic teenage crush triangle mm-hmm. that happens a few different ways because of course, Xander likes Buffy. Yeah. Buffy likes this other guy. Mm-hmm. Willow, Willow likes Xander. Xander. So it's like this... This like round robin that everybody likes somebody else, but they don't like each other. Not yet, at least. Yeah. Sad times. Sad times. Sad high school times. <laughs> so then Buffy is like, you know, I'm going to I'm going to go to the expert on weird. So, of course, mm-hmm. we she cut hits up to Giles. She hits up Giles. Yeah. And she's explaining, you know, Xander's behavior to Giles and Giles goes Xander's taken to teasing the less fortunate and she goes uh-huh and he and Giles goes and there's been a noticeable change in both clothing and demeanor and she goes yes and Giles as says and well otherwise like all his spare time is spent lounging about with imbeciles and Buffy goes it's bad isn't it and Giles says it's devastating he's turned into a 16 year old boar boy <laughs> yeah. of course you'll have to kill him <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he he totally doesn't take this threat seriously. No, he's like, okay, he's just being an asshole. <laughs> yeah, it's boys being boys. What are you gonna do? Yeah, um, and I know he like he makes some comment about. Um, yeah, I said I said Giles thinks it's hormones and puberty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think that's what he said. I think he did say something about testosterone. Uh, testosterone is a great equalizer. It turns all men into morons. Right. Which yeah. he just, I think he's right about that. But he yeah. said um, uh, he was sort of like talking it away, and then doesn't Buffy at the end like scream out like he scared the pig, <laughs> like as if that's gonna change his mind? Oh, I don't remember that. Oh, I wrote it down. Does Let it me, happen? It up. Does it happen then? Oh yeah, it must. I don't remember yeah, that happening. I think so. But yeah, maybe. But but she's like, I can't believe you of all people are trying to scully me, which of course is a reference to X Files. Oh, um, yes. That makes sense. You didn't get that? No. Did you, you haven't watched any X-Files? Oh, no, I have. And if I would have thought about it harder, I would have put it together because I'm a big X-Files fan. But Yeah. So Mulder is like the one who's always like got crazy theories and Scully's like, mm, I don't know, yeah. bro. 
She's always the skeptical one. She yeah. never believes it. And she always misses out on all of the alien sightings the and stuff. things like that. Yeah, all the good stuff. <laughs> yeah, I feel like in this situation, I'm probably Mulder and you're Scully. <laughs> Definitely. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't seen a ton of X-Files because, again, you know, not super into sci-fi, but I do know that dynamic. Um, It's it's a good show. We started watching it. I think we got through two seasons and they're long seasons. um, Well, because they're pretty short episodes, right? They're like the same. Oh, really? I think. I thought they were like half hour. Yeah, they could be. Who knows? So, yeah, he's like, eh, he's just being a guy, whatever. Um, And then... That kind of, you know, he's like, he basically Giles says, like, he's just preying on the weak, which reminds Buffy of the warning that the zookeeper gave her and Willow. So then she relays that information to Giles. And then Willow comes in and informs them that Herbert, the pig, was eaten. Mm. So Flutie confronts the pack um, sans Xander, and he demands that they go to his office. Giles, Buffy, and Willow are doing the research thing. And Giles tells them about primals, which is a sect of animal worshippers who believe that the human soul is a perversion of spirit and that the animal state is holy. Through transpossession, they draw the spirit of certain animals into themselves. And if it goes unchecked, he says, and then shows Buffy a super scary drawing of bodies all over the place. Missing With like parts, limbs chopped off. Yeah. yeah. Or chewed off. Right. I think that's what it is because, you know, they want to eat whatever they can and they want to eat the humans right Mm -hmm. speaking of which buffy investigates the hurt the herbert crime scene and then is surprised by xander whom she tackles and he's like i've been waiting for you to jump my bones yeah right but hold on again why is this not cordoned off or cleaned up like a pig was eaten Mm -hmm. so i'm assuming it's pretty messy which you see a little bit of the mess, but there's yeah. hay and a There's not blood cage. everywhere, though. There's just, like, bones. Right. But you would think that there would be some sort of cleanup or don't come in here sort of locked doors, but this doesn't happen in Sunnydale High. No. Anytime anything happens, which we'll get to later because something else happens. Yeah. Well, Nothing happens in the school. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Where are I the don't police? Know. I feel like Still not I, there. I'm not sure that a pig being eaten or missing or whatever is going to get the police triggered right away. So, so Principal Flutie confronts the, you know, the pack. Yeah. Without like Xander isn't there, but he confronts right. them because that's kind of like the first step. And then if they're dicks, like then maybe he's going to escalate and call the police. Mm-hmm. That was my thought process. Okay. So. So they didn't get that far. Well, because because back happens. in his office, Flutie is yelling at the other <laughs> hyena <Yeah>. gang members. <gasps> yeah. And then we go back to Xander and Buffy and he's like stalking her and it's like, do you know how long I've waited until you stop pretending that we aren't attracted, you know, kind of to each other until Willow yeah. stops kidding herself that I could settle with for anyone but you. Yeah. And he pushes her back and then says, the more I scare you the better you smell. <laughs> yeah, he's all into the smells in this one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, very aggressive. Xander very aggressive being Xander. very aggressive. Mm-hmm. Then he moves in to sort of like, we're not sure if he's like trying to kiss her or bite her, but he kind of moves in for something, some neck yeah. situation. Yeah. Then we cut to the other hyenas, back to Flutie's mm-hmm. office, the other hyena pack people 
tackling Flutie. They start eating the principal. They are. I mean, we don't see it, but it but looks. It's basically and that's what's happening. As if they're eating. We can Flutie. infer that oh, they are eating the principal. They're eating Flutie flakes. Ooh, very nice. That cereal also that I told you like about. Also sounds like he has dandruff, so that's gross. No, it's a. Didn't we talk about this on the podcast? <laughs> I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> Flutie flakes. It was a cereal that was made um, when Doug Flutie was playing football. Doug Flutie is a football is. player. So they made frosted flakes, and they call it Flutie flakes. Cool. So, anyways, they ate Flutie flakes. <laughs> 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 nice joke, Pat. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, and then off screen, Buffy knocks out Xander, and then we see her drag him into the library where there's conveniently a cage to lock him up. Yeah, I was like, where did this cage come from? And why does it have a meal slot as if it was made for like jailing people? I, well, what's funny is I think, I feel like I have seen like book cages at libraries before. <laughs> oh, come on. Don't talk this one away. It's a <laughs> no, cage I, for a person. Like it's it's in like in a library. It's reserved with a for meal like, slot. <laughs> <laughs> it's reserved for like really old books or manuscripts. I don't know. I feel like I didn't uh, nah. feel like that was too weird, but I, feel I don't like they've understand already found the meal old slot books thing. and manuscripts without having to go into a cage. <laughs> um yeah it is weird it is definitely weird that there's some kind of cage in the library i would be interested to see if this uh cage ever shows back up again in other episodes yeah well you can make a prediction about that oh okay maybe i'll (laughs) maybe i'll jot that down (laughs) whether it does or doesn't you can make a prediction either way yeah um, but it certainly was convenient for for this episode. Definitely worked out. Giles walks in to uh, Buffy and Willow in the library um, and, you know, Buffy putting Xander in the cage. And Giles says the rest of the pack were spotted outside Herbert, the mascot's cage. They were sent to the principal's office. And Willow says, good, that'll show them. And Giles mm. is quiet. And she goes, did it show them? <laughs> <laughs> and... It didn't show him because didn't show him. Giles informs them that they ate Flutie. Yes. So then he goes and hits the books to figure out how to stop this, discovering um, that they can transfer the spirit into another human, which Buffy's like, cool, any volunteers? Mm-hmm. Um, and so then Buffy and Giles decide to go and talk to the zookeeper, see if maybe you know he can give them some insight, while Willow stays in the library to keep an eye on Xander. So I thought this was funny because I made the observation that the guy at this point, because we didn't get, you know, things happen in the end of the episode with the zookeeper. Mm -hmm. But I was like, this zookeeper is kind of like a zoo Giles. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like he's sort of nerding out and he and he has a lot of information about the hyenas and such. Yeah. Well, hold on. We're not there yet. Oh, okay. Um, Before we get there, we cut to a blonde woman walking at night with a baby on her back. Yeah, this was random. Yeah, so she accidentally wakes up the pack. So, Mm -hmm. of course, like all of them except for Xander, who's in the library cage. Yeah. Um, And 
she's like, oh, shit, what have I done? You know, in her face. She doesn't say this out loud because she's mm-hmm. carrying a baby, you know, language. Right. And it's the WB, so can't WB, say that. Right. But thankfully, the pack seems to be more interested in sleeping than following her. They're probably right, still they just full ate on Flutie. Flutie flakes. <laughs> uh, Xander um, wakes up and then taunts Willow. Um, and she's, you know, he's basically like, you know, um, maybe this is Buffy's fall. And, you know, Willow's like, that's not fair. She saved our lives. And Xander's like, before she came here, our lives didn't need that much saving, did they? Weren't things a lot simpler when it was just you and me? Yeah. He so, tries reeling her in with some old sweet talk. Old sweet talk. And yep. she's like, well, I stayed behind to, you know, because I know you better than everyone. And... Um, I want to see if you're still you. And then he tries to like scare her into, you know, he basically tries to take the keys from her as she gets He tries closer. to grab her. Yeah. He tries to grab and, her. And she's like, and then he well, freaks now out. I know. Yeah. And yeah. he really loses it at he that point. He loses it. Yeah. Um, so now Buffy and Giles are talking to the zookeeper and yeah, they're definitely nerding out. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, they're talking about... Um, transposition which basically would be putting the hyena spirits into somebody else mm-hmm. um transpossession i think my uh, autocorrect <laughs> to transposition <laughs> um but they need to get all the hyenas together in order to do this buffy's like all right well you know i can do that and zoo keep the zookeepers like after the hyenas feed they'll rest and then they will track the missing member of their pack until they find him so so you know if you've got xander they'll come right to you and yeah they're like oh no willow so oh they run yeah. back the zookeeper you know goes to the zoo and buffy and giles go back to uh, you know head back to sunnydale high um as the rest of the pack are breaking into the library to break out Xander and Willow runs for it, hides in the classroom. Buffy shows up just in time to help her out. So they bust through the cage at this point. Yeah. So my prediction might be the cage is Gonzo's because they just tore it apart. So yeah. it's sort of just a, a single use cage with a meal slot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm there just going to go. scratch out my prediction. <laughs> Um, so then Buffy tells Giles and Willow to meet her at the zoo. She's going to bring the rest of the pack there. Um, and then we cut to a couple arguing and, um, the woman (laughs) is is wearing a sweet floral vest. (laughs) Oh yeah. I was like, that is a vest. (laughs) Yeah. So it's a, it's a family coming out of a house and Mm -hmm. he says, I didn't say she looked better than you. I said she looked better. And then they just turned to the kid and they're like, Joey, chew. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I feel like he was eating ice cream. Like, what yeah. do you have to chew? <laughs> you got to chew the ice cream. You got to make sure you chew it up nice and good. You don't want to choke on that ice cream. <laughs> yeah. It was a weird thing that was yeah. happening. I thought it was funny. I thought it was a really funny interaction. Yeah. Uh, so they all get into into their car and then the hyenas jump on the car. Xander, bre- Xander breaks open a window to try to get to Billy. Um, mm-hmm. But Buffy shows up, um, kicks some hyena butt. And yeah, then... she does big kick. Oh, yeah, big kicks. Yeah. Roundhouse kicks, lots of big kicks. And then she, has she like, taunts them because she wants them to chase her. Yeah, she's like, pick on someone your own size. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then she is like, come on, you don't want him, you know, like, you want, you want, like, 
the juicy meat. Juicy She's like, come get what slayer. you want. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, that's exactly what she says. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then she runs off. Uh, they follow her. Uh, Willow and Giles show up to the path of the Hayan house, but there's the zookeeper's not there. So Giles mm-hmm. is like, no worries, girl. I'm going to go in myself. And Willow's like, all right, fool, I'm just going to wait here. That's basically exactly what happens. She said fool? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. (laughs) (laughs) No. Uh, The zookeeper is inside the hyena house. And he's got, you know, face paint, ceremonial garb on, the whole whole nine yards. He's got some Maasai ceremonial paint on his face. Yeah. Yeah. and Giles is like, oh, cool. So you were trying to get the hyena possession yourself. How embarrassing right. for you that these teenagers did it instead. I was pretty heartbroken when I saw that the zookeeper was down in the paint and he was a bad guy. Because yeah. I was like, you know what? Giles and Zoo Giles would have made like a great friend couple. <laughs> and it would have been great like if they could have just like had some scenes together in later episodes of just them hanging out, reading books together, smoking a pipe. That would have been nice. That would have been nice. You know, you know my dreams are sort of You know, we don't know much about dashed. Giles' social life right now, but we do know that he came from England, so he probably doesn't have very many friends here. If no, any. he's pretty one-dimensional. So he really <laughs> he really needs some some friends to Yeah, we got to fill with. out Giles' personal life a little more. <laughs> I got to know more about this dude. Um, well, we know that he wanted to be either a fighter pilot or a grocer. Yeah, which that does not help <laughs> fill in any of the blanks. <laughs> I feel like it makes them a little more interesting. <laughs> interesting, yes, but still a mystery. Um, so yeah, he, he knocks out Giles, drags him off screen. Uh, mm-hmm. Willow goes in to find the zookeeper, and she's like, where's Giles? And he's like, don't worry about him. He went to, I don't know, do something. And <laughs> and Willow's like, okay. And she t- he's like tying her up, and she just lets him... Let's him tie her up. <laughs> right. He holds the knife to her neck, too. Because she's so trusting. And then, yes, then he puts the knife to her neck, and then Willow catches on, and Buffy walks in, and Willow's like, Buffy, it's a trap. The zookeeper yells something in a different language. The pack's eyes get all glowy again. What's Eye that? flashes. What's that sound? Bloom, bloom. Eye flash. Fling, fling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Xander saves Willow from the zookeeper, Zoo Giles, as you like to call him. Mm-hmm. Buffy and Zoo Giles fight, and she kicks him into the hyena den. Yeah. Then Giles wakes up and says, oh, did I miss anything? So one thing I was thinking about was, I know the hyenas are going to eat Zoo Giles. Mm-hmm. Zoo Giles is covered with a whole bunch of paint. That can't be good for the hyenas' tummies. Mm, they're going to get sick. They're going to get real sick. Yeah. Yeah. It's poor hyena. Hyena tummies. So... I have a question, and I don't know if you can answer it, but maybe you will. Okay, well, we're not quite done yet. Do you want to save yeah, it for I the know. end, or do you want to do you want to ask here? No, I want to ask here. Okay. Because I got to know, All right. does Flutie mm-hmm. ever come back? I, you know I can't answer that for you. dead forever? Well, here's what we do know. The next scene, Yeah. Buffy, Willow, and Xander are talking about how it should be pretty easy to find a new principal unless they ask what happened to the last one. So I don't know if that answers your question. No, that does not answer my question. Okay. Well, I can't answer it for you. <laughs> See, what I was worried about, because I like that they ate him and that he... The, oh, the you liked idea, that? I like that and I like how he's gone forever. Okay. Just because I feel like it gives the show a little bit more 
like stakes in this world. <laughs> like, hey, if you <laughs> stakes. So if you <laughs> stakes on a plane. Stakes on a plane. So if you um if you die, like that could be it. Like that. Yeah. That makes it you, more serious you for could me. Could be gone. Yeah, I like that. I mean, think but about Jesse. I'm worried that they're gonna like reverse the curse in like two episodes from now, and they bring him back or something. Hmm. Well, I can't answer that for you. Yeah. You know that. Know. Yeah. That's... Um. Okay. Xander's struggling with what he did as a hyena, but he says that he doesn't remember anything from while he yeah. was possessed. I lost time. Buffy and Willow decide to not fill him in on all his gross behavior. And mm-hmm. they walk away as Giles kind of meets up with Xander. And Giles says, I've been reading up on my animal possession and I can't find anything anywhere about memory loss afterwards. And Xander said, did you tell them that? And Giles says, your secret dies with me. Kind of pats him on the back. Yeah. <laughs> Giles goes, or Xander says, shoot me, stuff me, mount me. Right. And that's so the end. he remembers. He remembers. He knows what he did. He knows what he did. And I feel like what he was saying in that very aggressive scene with Buffy, like that was coming from somewhere deep and dark. Mm. Like it was like his innermost animalistic desires, desires. animalistic desires coming yeah. out. Yeah. Where where he was talking about how like Buffy's the only one for him and he'll never settle for Willow, you mean? Right. Yeah. Just the yeah. the mean mean stuffs. Yeah. That was yeah. that was rough. Can we talk about Buffy's uh uh hip hop garb at the end, what she was dressed up in? Yeah, what, what was she dressed up in? <laughs> Her style is all over the place, man. I can't figure it <laughs> That's out. That's why like nothing phases me cuz I'm like, yeah. I don't know, what was she wearing? I was like I'm, I pay what? more attention to Willow. <laughs> She's wearing like a beanie. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. And I was like, what is, what is this? She's exploring <laughs> this is, different things. She's all over the place. Yeah. I wish I had that much confidence to just try on. Oh, I, I was whatever. exploring all kinds of crazy stuff in high school. Maybe not that yeah. crazy. I think I was mostly like, like wannabe skater girl was probably my style, I would say. Oh, I was 100% like Avril Lavigne. skater boy. <laughs> <laughs> i didn't skate though <laughs> oh see i did yeah so i wasn't i was no poser you know oh yeah yeah people like you made me sick <laughs> <laughs> but i dated a skater boy so it was okay <laughs> uh, yeah it was fine not to other skaters not to authentics like me so for the end of this episode i actually stuck around so i could listen to the gur arg <laughs> 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 awesome <laughs> and i'll tell you what did not disappoint it was a great girl it's great girl and it's like i feel like it's like a paper drawing yeah it's like that grows uh, yeah <laughs> it's great i know yeah. i kind of miss i kind of miss that because it's kind of like you know when you're um when you're watching a movie in the theaters and like there are certain movies like you stay till the very end because you think yeah. that there might be stuff at the end of it Right. Well, I feel like that's what we got conditioned to with Buffy. Yes. Like, so we were we would stay until the very end, make sure there was nothing more. Once you saw the Gur arc, you knew it was over. Right. So, <laughs> so have you stuck around to the very end of the Lost episodes? No. Lost has its own Gur arc, but a different and. Uh, I can't one... make it past the fucking flying logo. I'm like, this show is so amazing, and this is the shit they have at the end of it. Come on. Oh, come on! It's not that bad. <laughs> it's pretty bad. <laughs> So you, so next time you got to get through the um, awesome credits, uh-huh. and then at the end there's a bad robot 
little robot and he runs through the grass he goes and then you hear kids say bad robot (laughs) okay i'll watch it next time yeah it's awesome so some uh episode trivia for you okay the picture that um giles shows buffy that was in the Mm -hmm. book um to show the consequences of primals is an illustration from dante's inferno by french artist gustave doré cool so giles didn't draw that himself (laughs) <laughs> no i didn't think he did ever <laughs> um and buffy at one point says apparently noah didn't want hyenas on the ark because he thought they were an evil impure mixture of dogs and cats mm-hmm. um so actually hyenas are not members of either the dog or cat families interesting though they are felt feely form feely feely form i don't know what it's feely form but it's all one word so it kind of like looks like feliform. <laughs> feliform? Feline? Feliform? Like a feline form? Yeah. So they're like cat, cat-like bodies. Um, but yeah, they're kind of like uh, they're kind of like hump, humpback dogs. <laughs> but they're more. Their bodies are apparently more cat-like. Ugh, I don't like that. So, but, but their face is dog-like. Yeah. I mean, so I guess if you were Noah, you would be like, mm, no, buddy. They're you cat can't dogs. Get <laughs> Remember cat, cat dog? dog. <laughs> cat dog. All over the world with a little cat dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's what hyenas are. <laughs> um, they're actually so unique that they have a family all their own called Hyenidae. Hyenidae. Uh, I can't do <laughs> Latin stuff. <laughs> Look, like French, I got no problem. It. You're like Hyenidae? Listen, this is how it's spelled. H-Y. You fucking pronounce this, Pat. (laughs) So this sounds like a a holiday for hyenas. Hyena day. Hyena day. It would be so nice if we took hyena day. (laughs) But it's actually, they're they're cackling in the background. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's H-Y-A-E-N-I-D-A-E. Hyena day. Hyena day. (laughs) Hyena <laughs> day. <laughs> yeah. Let okay. hear ye, hear ye. Let it be known. November sixth is hyena day. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for hyena day. <laughs> you think we'll get it off? <laughs> uh, all right. At one point, Giles consults the Malleus Maleficarum about uh, possession. This is an actual historical text. Have you ever heard of it before? No. Oh, you got to brush up on your witch hunt history, Pat. Um, It's an actual historical text on witchcraft. It was written in the 15th century. It was basically like a how-to manual on how to identify, capture, and kill witches, demons, and other foul creatures. Hmm. Another fun fact, this is the second episode that features no vampires and the second time Giles is knocked out. Both of these first time happen in The Witch. Mm-hmm. Um, I also was reading some trivia about something about like Sarah Michelle Geller confessing on Leno that she was going to pants Nicholas Brendan, um, who plays Xander, on the set mm-hmm. of this episode, but she chickened out and Allison Handigan, who plays Willow, did it instead. I was trying Uh-oh. to find the clip, but I couldn't. But I did go down a rabbit hole of um, Buffy cast on Leno and watched an adorable clip of Allison Hannigan in 2003 on Leno. She used to babysit Bob Saget's kids, 
which mm-hmm. is funny because he's the voiceover of Ted and How I Met Your Mother, um, right. which Allison Hannigan stars in. And mm-hmm. Pat, she used to work at a video store that she claims <gasps> was 75% porn and grossed her out. Just like oh, you. Wow. Well, the, let's be clear. The one that I worked at was not 75%. <laughs> it was probably like 10%. Well, anyway, it was a really cute interview. <laughs> Allison Hannigan well, just freaking Well, if I ever meet her, that's going to be my icebreaker. Yeah. Hey, I used to work at a video store too. Yeah. That's all I got. <laughs> okay. That's it. All right. Well, that was a fun episode. Hey, Pat, holiday shopping is coming up. Have you given any thought to gifts? Uh, don't remind me. I do have to do a lot of gift shopping, but perhaps you could help me with that. Maybe I could get some floripothecary items or something. Like some more whipped body butter or facial care stuff? Yeah, I got to tell you, that whipped body butter is the bee's knees. It keeps my hands so soft during the winter, and I recommend it to everybody. I definitely will get a few of those. And I got to get some of that acne stuff, too, because I'll tell you what, my face has been super clean. How, how can I get some of your stuff? Well, as you know, Pat, you can always shop online at floropothecary.com and I can either ship to you or ship directly to your recipient. And I can even do a nice little handwritten gift note for you if you'd like. We did that once for your mother-in-law for Mother's Day, I think. Yeah, I think it's a nice personal touch you always add to the packages. We're always excited to get the Floor Apothecary packages. Thank you. Um, but I also have my studio open select Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays uh, in Meriden, Connecticut. So if you're local to CT, you can always book a personal shopping appointment at floorapothecary.com. If you don't know what to get for the natural beauty on your list, you can always get a gift card. Shop online or book a personal shopping appointment at floorapothecary.com. And hey, even if you don't shop with me, shop local listeners. This was a rough year for small businesses, and we could really use your support this holiday season. All right, let's move on to Lost. Season 1, Episode 6, House of the Rising Sun. This was directed by Michael Zinberg. And it originally aired on October 27th, 2004. So my predictions from last episode were I felt like after Jack's whole speech that was where he was basically like, everybody's got to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that maybe in this episode we would see, see kind of like more clearly defined roles start to form. Yep. Um, I said that Claire's going to have her baby in the next couple of episodes um, but I hasn't happened yet. It hasn't happened yet, but I kind of want to see her talking about like if astrology is that important to her, then talking about the sign, the sun sign mm-hmm. that her child would be born under should also and be I, important. I don't think we saw Claire once, did we? I don't in this episode? feel like we did. Yeah, I feel like they left her out of this one. Yeah. So, um, I said I'm still unsure if Locke is okay or if he's somehow possessed by looking into the eye of the island. <laughs> yeah, he's very mysterious. Um, I do still think whatever is roaming around in the jungle that we haven't seen in a couple episodes is some kind of dinosaur creature. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guessed that we were going to see the Korean couple's backstory. So I guess I was right about one thing. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good guess. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, and I did say, I guess this wasn't really a prediction, but one of the thing, one of the notes that I had when we were talking about last episode um, was I had this feeling that the island helps you sort of like face your worst fears. Yeah. Or like your unfinished business. And I feel like Locke kind of alludes to something about that in this episode. So I just thought that was interesting. Yeah. But we, yep. we'll get I think to that. he does. We'll get into that for sure. Yeah. So this uh this episode opens with the Korean couple on the beach. And I, I'm gonna refer to them as the Korean couple because I think we find out one of their names. Mm-hmm. I know both their names, so it's hard for me not to say their names. <laughs> um, well, we but... definitely know Sun's name. Okay, so Sun is the is the female, but we don't know the husband's name at this point. Yeah, correct? I mean, I feel like she says it a bunch of times because she's like yelling at him and like conversing with him. But, right. But they but don't show Korean. it in the subtitles. Right. True. Yeah. So I guess we'll just wait till we find out for sure. Yeah. Um, I don't think it matters honestly, but it's yeah. Fine. I mean, I just re- like in my notes, I just say Sun and Sun's hub- hubby. Yep. So the Korean couple, they're on the beach, and the man is fishing, and she's smelling flowers. She watches Jack and Kate flirt, as they do. Mm-hmm. Um, they're flirting like, oh, your tattoos and you being a doctor don't add up. Which blah, I blah, blah. agree with. I was like, that is kind of an interesting, like, I've gotta, I got to hear about that. And yep. I wrote down, when are they going to get together and bang? I call <laughs> wow. season finale because they'll make us wait that long. Okay. Not maybe. that that needs to happen, but... It's a fucking TV show. It's going to happen. That's okay. what the people Interesting. Want. Interesting prediction. Charlie shows up and Kate asks him to ask Jack about his tattoos. And then Charlie had a funny response. He says, oh, you guys have an inside joke. How absolutely wonderful for you both. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, he's feeling he's feeling like the third wheel. I mean, it's getting kind of annoying at this point how much they're just like flirting with each other. Yeah. That's why and... I said, when are they going to get together and bang? <laughs> I just get it over with. So the Korean lady looks back at her husband who's beating a, a fish dead. Beating the shit out of a fish. <laughs> he's just got a fish. What is he doing? Yeah. And why do you he's, need to hit it that much? He's, he's watching this like beginning of perhaps a relationship starting over here. Just this flirty cutesiness. And then she oh. looks over at her relationship <laughs> and it's just Gah! her husband beating a fish at the like, you know, piece of wreckage or something. Uh, so that was pretty funny. Um, so at this point, we flash back to her previous life off the island, and she's getting champagne, and it looks like she's at some sort of very high-class event of she's some sort. looking very ritzy, got a beautiful dress ritzy. on, nice yep, jewelry. And, and then we see him, the husband, as a waiter. Mm-hmm. Um, mm, drama. Yeah, drama. They kiss and it seems sort of hidden or like forbidden. Mm. You know, they they talk about they want to elope, but her father would never allow it. Yeah. He says that he'll talk to her father and uh, she says that he doesn't know her father. So she doesn't think it's really going to work out. Yeah. Even if he talks to her father. Fun fact. Yep. Daniel Day Kim, who is son's, mm-hmm. hu- son's husband. Yes. He voices characters in Avatar. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. And Dave said that he plays Gat in, or voices Gat in the Saints Row video games, which I don't know anything <laughs> about, but Dave wanted me to tell you that. He knows that just off the top of his head? Well, I think he looked he looked him up because he's like, he looks so familiar. And I, uh, and okay. I think 
Gat is drawn, like modeled after Daniel Day Kim. Gotcha. But as he looked it up, as he looked him up, he was like, oh my God, he voices this person and this person in Avatar. <laughs> Ermagerd. <laughs> Ermagerd. So I think he voices some I think he voices someone in the original Avatar The Last Bender as well as The Last Airbender. Um mm-hmm. and as well as the Korra, Legend of Korra. Mm, gotcha. Cool. There's obviously de- like definitely a class struggle here is what it seems. Like yeah. her husband seems or her, you know, this is before their husband and wife, but he yeah. seems to be of lower class. Yeah of some sort or not on the same levels and she's on a higher class sort of like a romeo and juliet thing right mm. well no not really they're like boring i don't know the romeo they're, and juliet the romeo romeo and juliet the capulets and the montagues were supposed to be like both kind of high class but they were just uh, boring okay. warring families warring families yeah. right he says someday he will get her a diamond because he loves her mm-hmm um, so back on the beach, you know, we jump now, out of the he flashback. Gives her a flower. He gives her a flower for now, just to hold her over, you know, keep her interest. <laughs> you know, that works. <laughs> I mean, I would have taken chocolate instead. <laughs> I mean, chocolate works too, you know? Yeah. So they're back on the beach. The Korean man attacks Michael sort of out of the blue. Michael's just on the beach hanging out with, uh, Walt. The Korean man just comes flying in and takes him out and he's yeah. like trying to kill him too. Like very Yeah, aggressive. he's trying to drown him. Yeah. And it's pretty intense. Poor Walt just has to look on and, you know, he's screaming and then the wife is also screaming. It's very chaotic. Yeah. Also, they show a ton of people just standing around behind them. Like, I get that these are background characters. Yeah. And we don't know who they are, but they're just standing there. And it goes on for a while. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Like, why are none of these people jumping in? but I feel like that's the reality. Like, I, I, if you see, like, a lot of fight videos on YouTube yeah. and such, like, I feel like most people just watch or they'll do even worse and they'll pull out their phone and just start yep. recording it. That's so true. I feel like most people are bystanders. They just don't want to get mixed up in aggressive confrontations. And some people, like Saeed and Sawyer, will come flying in to the rescue. And that's exactly what happens. Of course you would. <laughs> I mean, maybe of... maybe I wouldn't have gone flying in, but I would have been right. like, hello, somebody like, hello, right. we need some manpower here. Right. You would have been running around to be everybody. Sexist, but me, I'm a small little girl. I'm not going to be able to take on this crazy. Oh, you said little. Korean you said man. little girl. I am little. <laughs> but just because you're a girl, you got to be a little girl. I'm five two. I'm little. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. I'm Works. not going to jump in this fight, but I'm going to scream to get some Someone who's taller and more muscular right. than I am to jump in. So Saeed and Sawyer come to the rescue, um, and they end up pulling him off Which, of you know Michael. What? what a beautiful thing, the two of them working together. I know. I, I said that to myself, too. I was like, look at this. <laughs> look They're at like this. buddies now. <laughs> They're working together. So they lock him up with handcuffs, yeah. the handcuffs. Mm-hmm. And then we're back in the jungle. Kate, Charlie, Locke, and Jack arrive at the caves. And I thought this was cool. The music was really cool here. Mm. And Locke is really impressed. He's like, this is amazing. And then Charlie turns to him and he says, it is, isn't it? It's so totally you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> that was awesome. Um, so Charlie keeps trying to sneak out of the cave for his Parmesan cheese. <laughs> yes. His drug intake. <laughs> his drugs, yeah. So, it fucking um, looks it, like Parmesan cheese. It does. It It totally does. And he ends up standing by accident on a beehive. Mm-hmm. 
And then when Locke sort of points it out to him, Charlie sort of loses his mind at this point because he has a rational fear of bees. And he, he says, what's a beehive doing there? Beehives are supposed to be in the trees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so exactly. Like that was, so I wrote down in all caps, what did I say about the island making people confront their fears? <laughs> That's true. So Good point. just like the complete and total randomness of yep. Charlie, who has an irrational fear of bees, standing on a beehive. Like I right. just feel like there's some mystical magical shit going on with this island where it's like oh oh charlie you don't like bees well bam beehive bam you're gonna stand on some yeah we go back to the beach and they try to figure out why the korean man actually attacked michael and michael you know he's he's pretty flustered he's pretty fired up he thinks it's racial is yes is his only way of sort of figuring out what this could mean yeah because he said people like Korean people don't like black people in America. Right. And, and I was Saeed, like, oof. Saeed reveals that he, at this point, he said he's he's from uh, Iraq. Mm-hmm. And he says he's he's from Tikrit. Tikrit? 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 I don't know. Tikrit? I forget how he pronounced it, but I wrote it down. Iraq, which, um, here's a piece of trivia for you. That's actually the town where Saddam Hussein was born and later captured by the U.S. Army. Hmm, Interesting. So we get another flashback after that. We're back in Korea, I'm presuming. The man or husband is talking to her father to give him permission or so it's not, after he talked to him. Not husband yet. Not husband, in but boyfriend, boo. Yeah, yeah her boo. Um, Just say that. Her boo. Sun, yeah, sun her boo. boo. Sun boo. Sun's boo has talked to her father to give him permission and uh, he has agreed. Let's call him Bay. Bay. Bay? Bay? No. I like boo. Okay. And uh, she's like, well, how did you do it? And he said, I reasoned with him, which basically he's going to start working for her father, Mm -hmm. which she doesn't seem too thrilled about. Always a good idea. Yeah. (laughs) But it seems like the only way for for him to have an actual relationship with her, like this is how he has to do it. And he shows her a ring. Yeah. So he can now magically afford a ring. So I don't know where. Yeah, he got he's like, it. I can now. I'm like, bitch, you're not working yet. <laughs> you're not <laughs> yeah, working I'm for like, her whoa, father whoa. yet. <laughs> yeah. What kind of credit did you just get lended here between now and then? Yeah. Or did the um, father fork over the money? But I was just thinking he just gave her the ring or something, or maybe he, he got, did go he got it debt. from service merchandise. What's that? It was a catalog, like catalog ordering it. thing. It's uh. a joke we have with my dad because he got a bunch of his <laughs> engagement rings from service <laughs> merchandise. It's like a cheap catalog. <laughs> oh, cool. Um, I should have They probably it. didn't have that in Korea. <laughs> <laughs> probably not. Okay, so we go back to the island. We're in the jungle and Charlie's covered with bees mm-hmm. <laughs> and the bees are, you know, all over him. Uh, and they tell him to pull himself together, and he says, it wouldn't be an irrational fear of bees if I could just pull myself together, right. would it? <laughs> <laughs> he, so here- I feel like he is, well, he's definitely like the Xander of this show. But, Comic relief. Yeah. yeah, but his lines are a lot like, like I, I don't feel like Xander has had too many great lines yet, but Willow has. And yeah. I feel like Charlie is the one in the in Lost. Like he's the one who's got the great. Charlie's got the good funny lines, and then Locke yeah. I feel like is is starting to pull out the like wisdom. Right. 
Yeah, it's a good dynamic there. Yeah. Especially when you get both of them together. Yeah. So th- this is a piece of trivia that I found. Male drone bees were used in the bee scene as they don't have stingers and therefore could not harm the actor. Oh, my God. There was actual bees? Yeah, which I was like, those look like real bees. Like, I wonder if they, because they didn't look like like these lame digital early effects you know yeah in I 2004 mean, they wouldn't have looked that good they would have looked you know fuzzy or something yeah but they looked know. pretty good i mean i you know i'm used to buffy level graphics <laughs> right so. you don't see it you don't see the eight, <laughs> i'd be like this bit. black dot looks like a bee to me <laughs> <laughs> yeah it looks great <laughs> um but so charlie smacks a bee which is always smart yeah come on charlie and then the hive splits open yep and the swarm chases everyone Mm -hmm. of course jack takes off his shirt swats at them Mm -hmm. kate follows suit and also takes her shirt off yep (laughs) (laughs) and then they run into the caves yep and they come across an old decayed body yeah which i was like oh okay i guess they're gonna they're gonna do it out right right now but then that's what was gonna well then they found the dead body and i was like oh it's kind of a (laughs) <laughs> that's a buzz kill. <laughs> buzz kill. Because <laughs> bees. All right. I didn't even do that I was going to say purpose. boner killer because bones, because no. body, but. You got to go with buzz kill gotta, on this yeah. one. They both um, Yep. So Jack goes into autopsy detective mode right away. He's mm-hmm. trying to figure out like who or what is this like mummified, you know, dead person or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, he finds some little gems, like little rock things. Yeah. Yeah, and like we don't really get any information on that. One dark on and one light. Oh, like the backgammon. Mm. Right. So, and then he sort of like secretly puts it in his pocket or something. Like he, yeah. he doesn't really call attention to it. Maybe he's a gem collector. Maybe. Maybe he's just into rocks. He's like, this is going to be great for my collection. <laughs> That'd be me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Charlie and Locke show up at that point. Mm-hmm. Charlie gives Kate back her shirt. She says, yeah, it was full of bees. And Charlie has a great ja- dad like joke here. <laughs> says, I would have thought C's, actually. <laughs> it looks like it was full of C's. I was like, yeah. bah! <laughs> Which was, just, it Ugh. felt very flat. But, I, you know, if I was well, there. Well, not that like, flat if it's C's. Oh, look at us. <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, I, uh, yeah. I love it. I would have kissed Charlie. I would have been like, you know what? You earned this, buddy. Right. And I was like, I was like, boy, you know, (laughs) it's inappropriate perhaps to make this joke to a woman (laughs) who uh, doesn't have a shirt on, but it's good comedy. That's a good joke. You got to give it up. It was right there. Charlie. Because she said the thing about the bees and then he just, he was fast. He was quick with it. He yeah. said C's. Yeah. yeah. So that was funny. Oh, I loved it. Yeah. And then, uh, of, of course, Charlie has a bit of a leaky bucket moment mm. where he says, he says, oh, these are the people who were here before us. Yep. And it seems like they were kind of like, shut up. You know, like they gave him the eyes because Locke was like, what? what? Yeah. <laughs> because I think he what know. he's alluding to is... The, like the, the French woman, the trans, yeah, the transmission that Charlie knows about, but Locke does not. Right. And most of the people who are at the beach still don't yeah. know about. Yeah. So I was like, oh, funny, Charlie Leaky Bucket. Jack said that that body had, like, what did he say? It would, it would take like 30 years for the clothes to decay that much. Oh, I missed that. Yeah. I think that, I think he says something like that. Um, that was when he's in his detective mode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Detective Jack. Um, and how long had the transmission been going for? 16 years. So it wasn't that long. 
Yeah, he's he. I feel like he either said thirty or fifty years. I'm I'm gonna wow. look it up while you keep talking. I'll just look up the episode. Uh, the so, the um, another piece of trivia. I think this is the last one I have for this one. But the rocks used in the waterfall cave set were made of rubber, so oh. that the sound of the actors and the crew members walking over them would not be picked up on the microphone. Interesting. Interesting. Hmm. So the Korean couple are back on the beach together, and she's putting aloe on his wrists, and we get another flashback. In Korea, she's coming home to a puppy surprise. It's, I know. <laughs> it's like a dog, a dog, little puppy, cute little puppy is inside like a present box. Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, Boo gives it to her, Sun Boo, gives it to her to keep her company because he's working so much for her father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... At this point, her dad calls and he picks up the phone. So it seems like he's very busy. Like he doesn't have time for their relationship even. Yeah. And it's not going well. Things are a little rocky. She's not into it. Yeah. So then we're back at the caves. The team discuss the water situation. Mm -hmm. They talk about how there's 46 people and each person needs a half gallon of water a day. Right. And Jack wants to bring the people to the water. And he wants to move everybody into the caves like Adam and Eve, like these two corpses that they found in the cave. Yeah. And it does make logical sense because of the amount of water that they would have to cart back and forth. And it does give them more protection than the beach. They're sort of weighing their options there. Mm-hmm. At the beach, Walt talks to Michael. Um, sorry, real quick, back to the Jack yeah. thing. He said mm-hmm. that it takes 40, 50 years for clothing to degrade like this. Mm. How does he know that? I don't know. That's the other thing I was thinking. I was like, what Detective kind of, Jack. What he's such a dis- know-it-all. Isn't he just a surgeon? Like, he's going to know yeah. that? Apparently, he knows everything about planes and about clothes decaying. Yeah, he used to it's be like, a, hey, he used man. To be trying to be a pilot. Come on. Right. Come on. That's it. And you like, I everything. like Jack, but you can't be good at everything. You can't. You can't. You got to have you some gotta weaknesses. Spread it which out he does. A bit. He's got weaknesses. He's right. got weaknesses for sure. We get flashback and Korean man. Boo comes home with blood all over himself. Yep. And Sun starts questioning him and he tells her that he was working. And she presses for more info. Yeah, she's like, what are you doing? (laughs) What kind of work are you doing? And he just is like, I don't, you know, leave me alone. Let's not talk about it. And she hits him. And then he is sort of up against the wall and is like, I do whatever your father tells me to do. And I do it for us. Yeah. That was interesting. Boy, that. I mean. I can't imagine what kind of. Yeah. Oof. I feel I mean, like if Dave was like, look, your dad says that I have to kill a man if <laughs> I want to marry you, I'd be like, you know what? My dad sounds crazy. Like, you should just, like, let's just go and do our own thing. Quit working for my dad. I don't think that's don't an option, anyone. though. <laughs> I don't think that's an option, though, for them. Yeah. Because I, f- I feel like her dad is probably, like, the head of some crime family or something. Yeah. Well, or, I mean, yeah, who knows what he does, but it's it's also, uh, you know, I know we're kind of making generalizations here because we are not part of these cultures, but I also, you know, we do know that it, it's a bit of a cultural thing for some Asian households to have very strict male leadership and very strict, you know, male dominance and female just sort of like... Um, what's the opposite of dominance? 
Um, we gotta not record this so late. I lose all my words, Pat. <laughs> Submissiveness. Yeah, you know. You so go. it's like very like you don't need to know. This is how it is. Like you know, and and I mean we've already seen that dynamic between them. But yeah. now if 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 like Sun's boo is you know being submissive to her father, then like what is his father? What's her father like? Right. Um, so yeah, I don't know about the crime family. I guess that makes sense. Like that's what I was thinking, but yeah, you know, I you know who knows. So we're back in the jungle. Mm-hmm. Jack and Kate flirt again, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Are you checking me out?" Jack was like, "No, nah, I was actually thinking about the caves." <laughs> yeah, and she's like, "Oh." Yeah, she's like, oh, okay. So Locke approaches Charlie. Funny little scene because Locke knows drive shaft. Yes. <laughs> and Charlie's like, mind yeah. blown. He's like Finally. so pumped. Finally, he finds a fan on the island. Yeah. So Locke says. Wait, uh, but you skipped over yeah. some things. So first of skip all, over? Kate doesn't, like, she was not into the idea of moving the camp near the water like back into the caves she was like not yeah. into that idea and right i guess they talk about that after the um after the flirtation thing. yeah um yeah. and i so i wrote that down and i was like i wonder why and and like dave and i kind of talked about it a little bit and he was like well you know it basically means that they're committing to not being rescued so you kind of right. have to give up that idea and i was like oh that's a good point but then i was like but then if jack is going to convince people to move away from the beach they're going to need to know about the French transmission. Right. Yeah. I feel like that is a conversation that needs to happen with the rest of the group if you're going to move away from the beach. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you also skipped over the scene with Michael and Walt where, you know, Walt is kind of challenging him like, you don't know anything about me. When You don't oh, even yeah. know when my birthday is. And he's like, August 24th, when's my birthday? And like, Walt right. doesn't know. And that's so sad to me. Yeah. Yeah. That is sad. So Charlie is pumped. Yeah. <laughs> Charlie is pumped. Locke uh, says Charlie will find his guitar. And Charlie's like, how do you know? He's like, because I have faith. At this moment, I was like, okay, Locke knows about the drugs. And he's like trying yeah. to distract Charlie. Like there's just yeah. been a couple of times at this point where he's like calling away Charlie's attention. And I'm like, he knows. Right. Right. He's blocked him a few times. Yeah. Yeah. Drug blocked. Drug blocked. Saeed doesn't want to leave the beach. Mm-hmm. He thinks it's suicide. Yep. Saeed goes to Michael to apologize and to talk to him about the caves. Mm-hmm. Michael wants to stay on the beach. Jack talks to people on the beach to see who wants to go to the caves. Uh, Hurley decides he wants to go. He questions Jack about him and Kate's flirty relationship. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's like, what's the deal here? Mm-hmm. I'm sure he's annoyed about it as much as we are. Yeah. And we start to see sort of like, because one of the things I was curious about, but I don't think I've really voiced is just like, okay, when are they going to start splitting into factions? And not that right. we like... We don't know all of the 46 people on the beach. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't even know right. all of their names at this point. But, yeah. you know, like as much as Jack is trying to bring everyone together, I'm kind of like there's going to be there's going to be some point I feel like we're we're going to split into factions. And that's kind of happening yeah. now between the idea of living on the beach versus the caves. But then mm-hmm. I was thinking about it and I'm like, it's not a bad idea to have a camp in both places. So you have people on the beach Number one, they like 
they can be there if, if a you know ship comes by or whatever. They can keep the fire going potentially. They can also catch fish. Um, yeah. But then the people in the caves you know, are going to, are closer to water. They're more protected. So I was like, right. why don't and they, they could just... rotate too? Hmm? They could rotate. That's exactly too. it. Like, that's what I, I wrote down too. I was like, why don't they just rotate? Like, you know, faction A is like in the beach this week and then they're in the caves next week and faction B is in the caves this week and, you know, whatever. Like, why not rotate? Yeah. It's also a lot of coordination too. A lot of coordination, getting people yeah, moving. to... I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it could to be two cooperate. weeks or one month, whatever. But I was just like, yeah, a week I feel like seems good because then, you know, you get you get super hydrated up mm-hmm. and then you take some water back. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Right. I was just That's like, how it works. You're like a camel. You just get <laughs> hydrated up for a week. Yeah. And then you go down to the beach and you're fine. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I was just like, how come this idea hasn't come up? Maybe it will. I don't know. But well, one thought I had during this episode was like oh yeah the beach how does everybody not have sunburns yeah i've been thinking about that like ever since episode one i feel like i would have crisped so hard so quickly yeah i would have skin cancer everywhere at this point yeah so I'd be like, yep, I'm into the caves. Yeah, I'd be like, caves? You sign me up. Michael is chopping bamboo shoots in the middle of the jungle and the sun. Mm-hmm. Sun watches and we get one more flashback, I believe. They flash back to Korea. Sun is talking to some lady about leaving secretly without her husband. Yes. And without her father's knowledge. Mm-hmm. So she gets a passport and she and the other lady is like plan. you've been practicing you've been practicing your lessons she's been taking lessons and she has this plan to leave at a certain time and place Eleven fifteen at the airport back in the jungle she approaches michael and she talks english she speaks <laughs> english pat <laughs> what she doesn't talk you don't it? talk english good <laughs> okay she speaks english <laughs> she says i need to talk to you Yes. I need to speech with you. <laughs> and he's like, what, what, what? Yeah, he's like, what? And then he's sort of, you know, gets You mad. talked English the whole time? <laughs> <laughs> she does say that her, her husband doesn't know that she speaks English, mm-hmm. and he has a bad temper. Mm-hmm. Um, and she also says it was the watch that set him off. Yeah. How it was her father's watch, and it's something about honor or something like that. <laughs> what's so funny (laughs) so when i was watching this scene it reminded me of it reminded me of the scene in um is it pulp fiction with uh oh yeah yeah with um christopher walken oh yes this watch go ahead I put it, what is it like he he had it up his ass i hid this watch up my ass (laughs) (laughs) for two years for two years that's what i thought of when this scene happened (laughs) (laughs) it's funny (laughs) yeah so basically they have that interaction and then we get back with Locke blocking charlie going into the jungle and Mm -hmm. charlie gets mad he says listen (laughs) this made me laugh he said listen here you old geek (laughs) a man has a right to some privacy because of course he's jones and now at this point he's got to get He's got to get that Parmesan cheese in him. Mm -hmm. But Locke knows the score, and uh, he wants to help Charlie detox. Basically, he's like, I'll I'll help you. And then he says, do you want your guitar? Yeah, Charlie's like, like, do you want it more uh, than your drugs? 
And then he gives the drugs to Locke. And then he says something like, the island might just give you what you're looking for, but you got to give the island something. Yes. And that's when he gives him the drugs. Yeah. Yeah. And then he says, and he says, look up, Charlie. And then Charlie looks up. <laughs> but before that, he says, you're not going to ask me to pray or something, <laughs> which I would love. I know. So he looks, looks up, the camera tilts up, and we see the the guitar on the cliffside. And Charlie's so happy. He's so, so happy. happy. So happy. The way he looked at his guitar, I definitely yeah. cried. Yeah. It was so yeah. sweet. It was very nice. We're back on the beach. Kate sits on the beach and says she doesn't want to be Eve and move to the caves. Because mm-hmm. they were they were basically saying that the, I don't know if you said this already, but they were talking about the two dead bodies as Adam and Eve. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they sort of label them as Adam and Eve. Yeah. And the two dead and bodies And she was like, cave. I don't want to be Eve. Right. And then, of course... You know, they go into their old Jack and Kate dialogue where he asks her, what is it that you did? And then she's like, you had your chance to know. Mm-hmm. It's like, come on, just, would you just have a conversation or just don't? Just bang like, it out what, already. Okay, well, that's that's your way of dealing with things. <laughs> it's not my way of dealing with things. It's just, let's get to that, okay? And then we can okay. have a talk about it afterwards. <laughs> okay, maybe. Um so after that, human uh, Michael path. shows up. <laughs> right, human nature. Michael shows up to the Korean man on the beach, and he yells at him pretty hardcore. He's got an axe in his hand too, yeah, so it makes so it a little. He's listening. Yeah, yeah. But I, I'm just thinking how scary it's got to be for Sunbu to just be sitting there getting yelled at by a guy with a with an axe I when mean, he can't run away. He tried to drown this dude over a watch. So very fair. You know what? Very fair. He can he can deal with it. <laughs> you can deal with this axe. You can deal with <laughs> I gotta ask you a question. <laughs> I got an axe to grind here. Like literally. <laughs> um so he gives him the watch and he cuts the handcuff off him. Yeah. Or so like he, cuts cuts the chain at least. Yeah. So he's like He's like, you know, I didn't want to, my watch broke, you know, I didn't, I found this one. I didn't want to let a couple yeah. thousand dollar watch go to waste, but what's the point of telling time on an island? Like he kind of yeah. freaks out. <laughs> yeah. I was, now, so I was like, why break the handcuffs? I was just about to say that. Like, just like the coffin in the, in the last episode, like, don't be breaking things. No. You only got one set of handcuffs. You might need those. You might need those. They Jack still and don't, Kate might they, need those. Oh, hey, there we go. <laughs> there we go. Call back. <laughs> Technically, nobody really, except for, I think Hurley and Jack are the only ones, right, that know about um, Kate? Yeah, 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 yes. Well, so, and, the, and the Marshall guy who died. Well, he's dead, so, you know, he, he doesn't, doesn't matter. Yep. Also, they were saying 47 people, and they only went to 46 when the swimmer died. Hmm. They didn't go to yeah. 46 after the marshal died. Wow. So are they actually at the 45 people now? Maybe. I'm not actually good at math, but I'm pretty sure they were talking about 47 <laughs> like all the time. Seems like pretty good tally. Yeah. Well, only because it was such a big deal to Jack. Like, I remember he corrected, um, I forget if it was Boone. I forget who he was talking to, but mm-hmm. he corrected and he was like, it's 46 now because <laughs> he was so <laughs> sore about Right, not being right. able to save the swimming person. But if it yeah. was 47 before, 
it should have been 46 when the marshal died and then 45. Mm, true. Good point. Fuzzy math. Not liking this fuzzy math. The bees are not no. fuzzy, but the math is. So we get a flashback um, <laughs> where we see Jack, well, in the foreground, basically, we see Jack. We're at the airport now. We see Jack berating the lady at the flight counter, yes. which we saw from last episode, mm-hmm. basically trying to get the, the coffin onto the plane, yep. which is a nice tie-in because we've already seen that story. And we had, and when they were showing it uh, um, from Jack's perspective last week, we saw... Mm-hmm. Sun's boo in the background. And this right. time we're focusing on Sun's boo. So Sun is trying hard to figure out what she should do at this point because this seems like the the time where she's supposed to run away. Mm-hmm. So she seems really torn about whether to get on the plane with her husband, like to stay with her husband or to walk away. Mm-hmm. And um, she's very emotional, you know, and she looks over to him and he holds up like a flower. And she looked up at the clock and we also saw like outside of the airport, we saw a car parked in front of the airport right. at the same time. So it looks time. like she was supposed to go to that to car, that car perhaps. Yeah. But instead... She goes to her husband. He gives her the flower and she smiles and cries. Pretty gut-wrenching, you know, because we're in on the the alternative, like what she was going to do. Yeah. She was going to run away and she decided to stay with him. Yeah. So she comes back to him. So that's the end of the flashbacks. And then we come back. So at this point, were we on the beach or was this at the caves at the end? What? What part? At the end of the episode where they're all sitting around and uh, Hurley plays a folk song from a CD Discman. That, and Charlie's just hanging out. And everybody's char- Yeah, that's in the out. cave. That's in the cave. Okay, that's but what I thought. But Kate is on the beach. Kate's on the beach. Okay. Yeah. Hurley plays a song from his CD Discman, and the song is Are You Sure by Willie Nelson. Mm-hmm. And we get one of these classic lost montages, the end, you know, bit sappy, <sighs> bit wrap uppy. Um, almost an anti cliffhanger. There's, you know, when yeah. it wraps it up like this, there's no. There's already been really good so many of these. I feel like it's every other episode. There's like a kumbaya <laughs> moment. <laughs> yeah, they do. They do it pretty often. These kumbaya moments, and this is definitely a kumbaya moment yeah. around the fire with the guitar and everything. Yeah. Yeah, we just see that. It, nothing else really happens. It just kind of is nice and sweet, and we fade out, and that's the end of the show. Yeah. So I. I have some some thoughts. First of okay. all, as much as I am like, okay, when are Kate and Jack going to get together? I'm also annoyed by the fact that like everybody around them, they're and they're not going to, well, actually, sorry, Hurley does, does go to Jack, but um, it's like, you know, they're like, oh, Kate, when are you and Jack? Like, it's just so yeah. high school to me. And so, so elementary. Like, so like, of course, she has to be with a man, right? Because she's... She's a single woman. There's she doesn't have another party with her. She's not pregnant, so like everyone's trying to pair her up. Mm. Um, so I was kind of like, let her be alone. You know, whatever. She's obviously very strong and independent. Um, and I think like that gets at her like the I don't want to be Eve quote. Um, I just felt like there's a there's a lot in that for her. Like I just feel because. You know, my prediction for her was that she's some kind of femme fatale and she probably killed a man who probably deserved it. So like her saying that to me sounds like she's breaking out. She like broke out of some bad relationship or like she's Mm -hmm. she's got a history of 
being with not great men or something. So she's like, I don't want to be, I don't want to be the Eve, you know? Yeah. Um, that's kind of how I felt about that. And then I have really mixed feelings about Sun and her husband. And I know this is only yeah. part of the story. So there's mm-hmm. obviously a lot more to find out. But it's like very clear that working for her husband or like her husband working for her father has like very negatively impacted him. Yeah. You know, like we don't know the full story, but, you know, and like him, the scene of him handing her the flower, like and just like some of the things that he's done for her. It's clear that that like sweet guy is still there somewhere. And did he have rage issues before? I don't know. Um, But, you know, I so like I kind of want to reserve judgment until I know more. But I have also also been in emotionally abusive and controlling relationships. And it can be incredibly difficult to get out of them because you're made to feel like you can't make it without that person. Um, and so like, obviously I have a lot of personal baggage there. And, and so I'm like, my instinct was to be sad that she didn't follow through on her plan to leave him at the airport. But on the other hand, maybe without the influence of her father and like now, you know, now he, he doesn't have the influence of her father because regardless of where they were trying to go and for how long they were trying to go beforehand, they're stuck on this island for the foreseeable future. So, like, yeah. maybe he's redeemable now. Um, also, he had a flower. So Yeah, but... You know. it That's also the thought that keeps many women <laughs> really with, right with their in. abusers. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm going to go murder this guy and whatever, scream at you and never be around. But here's a flower, and that makes everything okay. And here's a okay. puppy. And here's, yeah, a, here's puppy, a puppy, and that makes everything okay. Here's a flower. Okay. You got the ring. What else so, do you need? So, you know... Yeah, I'm not not too. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of okay. this guy. Okay, I'm not a big fan of this. Well, guy. there's more but to find there's out. There's more to perhaps. find out. So I am trying to reserve yeah. judgment, but okay. But it was like heartbreaking, the part where she says to him, "Remember when all you had to give me was a flower?" And I was like, "Oh, yeah." <laughs> like it's, he's yeah. been corrupted. Yeah. So I love I love these the way they write all of these relationships though mm-hmm. are so. They're so well written. Like we actually care about these characters in one episode. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. That's very, very true. And it's really hard for me a lot of the times to actually connect with anybody in TV shows, Mm -hmm. at least for a few episodes. Is it because you're a sociopath? Yes, 100%. I thought it might be the case. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so my next question is what's your favorite moment of Buffy? Oh, this my episode favorite of moment is definitely the slow-mo moment. <laughs> What's definitely. really funny is in my notes, I wrote down like, you know, awesome 90s grunge music, slow-mo. And then I wrote in parentheses, Pat's favorite. <laughs> oh, it was so legit was my favorite nose. part. I was like, man, Xander is so much cooler as the brooding hyena. <laughs> Just like Jesse was so much cooler as the, you know, brooding vampire. That's true. Maybe I just want everybody to be brooding, terrible creatures. We got to get Angel around you more then. Oh, Because he yeah, just kind of comes swoon. in, broods a yeah. little bit, passes on some information, and then he's gone. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. I respond to that. I'm definitely like Cordelia. <laughs> <laughs> you just wish he gave you, he gave you the jacket. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I do. <laughs> um, my favorite moment of Buffy was the scene of with Buffy and Giles where Buffy's describing all of Xander's behavior and <laughs> Giles is like, oh, he's a teenage boy. <laughs> yeah, he dismisses it. I just loved that. <laughs> yeah, that was good. And then there was, a, there was a moment where we didn't talk about, but he says something like, like, I'm going to go look at my books and stuff. Oh, yeah, because Buffy's like, like, what? You can't, what? You're not going to look at your books and stuff? Yeah, and then he's like, I'm going to go look at my books and stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so he starts, like, quoting her back to her, which I love. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. Um, Predictions. What do you have for predictions for Lost? hold on. What's your favorite moment of Lost? Oh, right. Um... Then we got to talk about which episode lost. wins and then we got to talk what you're... about Okay. I'll learn I'll learn the outline at some That's point. That's all right. You probably won't, but I'll nope, remind you. No, I won't. You. As long and as you're rush here me. to drive the ship. <laughs> <laughs> um <clears throat> I know your favorite part of Lost. Yeah. Charlie getting his guitar. Yeah. Nailed uh... it. <laughs> um so sweet. my favorite part of Lost is probably when they first get into the uh caves i just thought it was cool yeah cave of wonders which is very similar to what i liked last time i think when the when i think it was the same location when jack shows up and finds the spring water yeah you liked it when he was running with the um torch torch. yeah yeah you said you were on the edge of your seat the whole time yeah so similar but this was more of like a wonderment Mm scene where we're just sort of taking in the set and the location which episode wins for you oh boy so i liked this episode of buffy probably way more than you did because this episode does not make you happy but i think i enjoyed it because of brooding xander i thought that was pretty cool <laughs> you just I thought the love hyena men pack brood. people yeah i love men who brood you know me <laughs> slow-mo xander this is my favorite Xander. <laughs> and the Lost episode, I like it. Again, not too much happens. The things that I love Lost for, I do love the storylines, though. So we do get Sun's backstory, which is good. It doesn't give you much to really sink your teeth into. Like, you just understand a little bit of her and Sun Boo's character. Mm-hmm. Other than that, we get a lot of Jack and Kate flirtiness. Don't really care for that. The Locke and Charlie stuff is good. This is a tough one for me to call. I'm going to have to go with Lost. If it's a toss-up, I'm going to have to go with Lost. <laughs> Why? <laughs> sounds like you enjoyed Buffy way more. <laughs> well, I I definitely am going to go Lost. I hate, I don't hate this episode. It, it's like, I just like, it's very hard for me. You hate what happens in it's it. It's very hard for me to watch Xander be such an ass to Willow. It's just yeah. very hard. Um, I mean, yes, it is kind of cool because, like, this is, you know, this is the first time. Because, like, I don't really count Jesse as, like, one of the gang, you know, because he's, like, so short-lived of a character. So it's really the first time we see, like, one of, you know, the main Scooby gang, Slayerettes, whatever, as, like, a bad guy. And that's pretty interesting to me. Um, But... Will Xander being an ass to Willow, the pack eating the pig, and then Flutie just grosses me out because I can't do cannibalism. 
You're not into that? No, cannibalism <laughs> and incest. incest. <laughs> Those are yeah. where I draw the line. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it definitely does not make my list of favorite Buffy episodes. Yeah, I liked it just because it was a little bit more hardcore, I think. Mm. Especially <laughs> because with that they, 90s grunge. That 90s grunge and then the eat flutie. I mean, that was pretty, that was pre- pretty badass. That was pretty rough. You eat a pig, and then I'm like, oh, what are they going to do next? And they eat the principal. And I was like, okay, nope. you went up to it. <laughs> well, we, we went <laughs> yeah. there. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Um, But I did really like learning a lot more about Sun because I just felt like she's she's been um like very observant and yeah. just sort of like in the background like we know she's a main character but she's so in the background and like she's so separated and she was like you know i think it was last episode where she says to her husband like we should try to interact with them more like they just look at us like you know um so i actually really liked learning more about her um yeah and just the charlie being reunited with his guitar yeah that just like that takes it for me so i'm going cool. lost uh all right what do you what do you think is going to happen next on buffy you've already got a lot of predictions so Ooh, i feel like i forgot them all um well <laughs> do you need me to recap them <laughs> well no i was i was why did you write some down that i had already oh you mean during this yeah like new predictions well um you said that maybe flutie is going to come back yeah, I really hope that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. But I could see them being like, oh, we reversed something and then he was able to come through the ether and now he's sitting at his desk or something. <laughs> and then he's like, I don't remember anything. <laughs> like I could totally see that happening next episode. Like <laughs> like they just talk their way through it. And they're like, yeah, no, we know that like he got eaten. But once the once the hyenas like got returned through the eye flash or whatever, like he popped out and... <laughs> And the pig's back, back too. In his office. And the pig's back running around too. Yeah. So what I was this, really Disney? hoping that the episode Yeah, I was I was hoping that the episode didn't end like that, but I wouldn't be surprised if they did that, but I don't know. Maybe not. It'd be great if he doesn't come back because it gives more legitimacy okay, to the Okay, but you gotta universe. you gotta land on a side. You gotta okay. land on is he coming back or is he not coming back? Alright, he's not coming back. Okay. He's done for. Just like but just like Owen. He's like a good actor for a principal though. So but I feel like that's the principal oh, here's a prediction. The principal character is someone who's gonna keep revolving in and out. That's gonna be a revolving door. Like they're so gonna, gonna keep gonna getting eaten. Eaten or they quit because they can't take it. Sunnydale's too hardcore for them. There's too many people ending up in lockers and <laughs> pigs being eaten. Yeah, it's gonna be a revolving door of uh, guest stars for the principal. So that's a prediction. Okay. Another prediction is, oh, this is one I had. So like Xander going hyena in this one, mm-hmm. we're going to get more of that and other characters will get possessed and turned into whatever it is. So there's definitely going to be an episode where Willow gets enchanted by something and she becomes like the opposite of what she is. Very nutty professor. She's going to become <laughs> like, she's going to start dressing like really sexy and she's just going to be like, what's up stud? She's going to start talking like really. <laughs> <Is> this grease? <laughs> overtly. Yeah. You exactly. do love grease, don't you? <laughs> Didn't you say that you thought high school was going to be like grease? Yes. So this is that, this is that coming true for you. You just really want this to happen through Willow. Yeah. Right. 
<laughs> yeah. She's going to have a real Sandy D moment where she dresses up all in leather and teases her hair. And it's going to be. Tell me about it. Stud. Drops a cigarette I totally right stole on that Xander. From... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. Probably not in this season, but probably in a season or two. Once they run out of like ideas, <laughs> they're going to start going back to the well. <laughs> the blood well? <laughs> of cliches. Yeah, blood well of cliches. <laughs> and you think the hyenas will have indigestion from the face Oh, paint. yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're not going to see that in any shows, but they're definitely having indigestion <laughs> and probably not doing well from all the face paint and glasses. That's good, right? Yeah. For predictions? Yeah. Okay, cool. Did you already do your predictions for Lost? No. We always do Buffy okay. first. <laughs> okay, cool. Because Alphabet. <laughs> right. Um, okay, what are your predictions for Lost? Claire's going to have her baby. Okay. I'm going to say... <laughs> if she shows up in the episode. <laughs> I'm going to say in the next three episodes. Okay. Um, Putting a timer on it. So if this is episode six, then by episode nine... She'll have her baby. She'll have her baby. Okay. Um, putting aside my annoyance about Kate needing to be with a man... Mm-hmm. I do think she and Jack are going to get together by the end of this season because it's what the people want. Mm, okay. I am thinking that next episode, we're either going to get Michael and Walt's backstory or more of Kate's. Okay. Locke is really starting to become kind of the moral compass of the show, I guess alongside with Jack a little bit, yeah. which I did not expect, but I do still think his relationship with the island is weird. Yes. Maybe it's like some cool, positive, woo-woo connection to nature vibe situation, but I don't know. Could also just be a feeling that he has. Yeah. I mean, he. Yeah. it's weird because he says he doesn't believe in magic, but then he says things happen for a reason and he has faith. So I really don't know what his deal yeah, is. Yeah, he's sort of all over the, he's, the map. Yeah. Like, is it a religious thing? Is it just a spiritual thing? Is it And it could be, you know, feeling? doesn't have to be. Is he completely be. insane? Right. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know about. I don't know about that. I like I said. Yeah. I do still think it's some kind of dinosaur-like creature. That's in the jungle. I don't know if that's the eye of the jungle and that's possessing Locke. And maybe mm. I'm just thinking possession because of the hyena stuff that we witnessed with Buffy. Yep. Yep. But at least Locke isn't eating people that we know of. That's true. That we know of. All right, good predictions. Yeah. Great. Are you reading, watching, or listening to anything else? Movie Club we watched uh, from Russia with Love. Blech. And we also lost Sean Connery this week. Yeah. So it sort of fit. It did fit. Um, other than that, we've been watching some of the David Letterman uh, talk show on Netflix. Oh, yeah. He does. I just watched yeah. the first one with Obama, and then I cried and couldn't handle it anymore. Yeah, we watched the Obama one, and we also watched the Dave Chappelle one. What about you? Um, Dave and I watched This Is Us, so they had a, a two-pata, two-pata pilot, or not mm-hmm. pilot. <laughs> it was rough. That show is all the emotions. Yeah, I'm not interested in visiting any of my emotions. <laughs> no, it's a lot. It is a lot. I mean, some of it is really fun, lighthearted, like happy, you're laughing hysterically emotions and the, but like the same episode 20 minutes later you're just like bawling your eyeballs out. Oh, and I've been watching um How to Get Away with Murder with Viola mm. Davis, which is mm-hmm. oh, she's amazing. Cool. Well, ha- happy episode 6. 
Yes, happy episode six, everybody. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And don't forget to rate us five stars, of course, if you like it. And even if you don't, still rate us five stars. (laughs) (laughs) And you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at KickStreamPod. And send emails, but no spoilers, please, to kickstreampod at gmail.com. This was fun. This was fun. We're excited. It's very exciting. We're so excited. Very exciting. We can't wait for next episode. And remember, folks, streaming is always better with friends. Cool. Great. Mm Mm-hmm.